Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Self Care with Sophia. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, thank you so much. You are more than welcome to join our growing family. I was um, checking my analytics page today and it looks like we're, we have listeners in the UK. And so welcome, welcome UK listeners. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so glad that, you know, you're supporting this podcast. I can't believe I'm already getting listeners out the US. Like this is amazing. So thank you. Um, And I'm really excited for episode five. I want it to be an extension of episode four. So it's going to kind of flow into it. Um, So if you didn't listen to episode four, episode five may not make a lot of sense, but it's still going to be an amazing message. So in episode five, we're going to talk about coping mechanisms. Yup. Mm-hmm. I am so excited. This is like my bread and butter because I'm currently trying so many different things to figure out how I cope better. And it's just been the best journey. Like I'm realizing that things that I began earlier this year, I do now like it's just clockwork. It's nothing. And it's amazing because it actually works for me, like learning what works for me personally has been an amazing journey. So I'm going to share with you what I see has helped. Um, and maybe, you know, you can use some of the things that I'm going to suggest. But also, because I realized listening to episode four, I told you guys to make space for your feelings, for your emotions, to sit with it, things like that. But I didn't, I feel like it was very vague. I didn't really go into depth about different ways you can do that. Because you can tell anybody, hey, when you're sad, be sad. <laughs> but that person could sit there and be like, okay, and I'm and I'm sad. Like, what else? You know, like I, I don't I don't know how you guys accept all the information that I tell you. Um, I try to be as articulate and descriptive as possible, but sometimes I also realize you just gotta tell people what to do um, and give them a plan. So In this episode, I'm going to really, really try to touch on that. And hopefully this works and hopefully you can utilize this in your own life. All right, so let's just get right into it, okay? So you're feeling your emotions. You're having a really, really bad day. Let's just say you went to work and everybody's just coming for you. Who knows why, right? Like sometimes work is just like that. You go in and everything wrong possible is happening. Um, I work in healthcare. And so I'll use myself as an example. Um, I also work like in urgent ER type settings. And so it's just always chaotic. It's controlled chaos. Um, and I love it. Like it gives me energy. That's just how I operate. So I intentionally put myself in that space. Don't think I'm just sitting here like, like suffering or anything. I'm not. I'm really just having the best time ever. So, but sometimes it's a lot, you know, because you're dealing with patients who feel as if their problem is absolutely the worst terrible situation above everyone else. And so, you know, there's times where you're constantly getting yelled at, you're, you know, being questioned, your intelligence is being questioned as well. So many things. And so let's just say, um, <laughs> let's let's um, I'll give a real real um, experience that happened to me so I think if, like, a few years ago I was working in the ER and we have air care so that's flights that come to the hospital um, that bring patients from around the area or from different cities um, depending on situation so typically patients that get flown in are in a really really bad situation 
truly. Like, you're not just about to catch a flight because you're having a bad day. No, you're catching a flight because something traumatic happened. So my res- it was my responsibility to go grab that patient from the roof. Now, anything, you, know, you don't really know what you're stepping into sometimes. Like, you know what's coming in, but it could escalate extremely fast. So... You could walk into a situation where someone's coding, which means their heart stopped. You know, you're doing CPR. You're trying to get them back. That's one situation. You're getting a patient who is just screaming, crying, like just the medications aren't working. Um, they're going through it. Like it's, it's never a good situation, but typically you're good. Like, you know, you're calm, you're collected. Um, so this one, this one time, the ER was just so busy, like so, so busy. I'm already like... I think 10 hours into my shift and we have to get this patient down quick. Okay. And the roof is obviously on the roof and the ER is on the first floor. And so you're, you're working really fast. And, um, I think something had happened during the flight that had aggravated one of the nurses because when they got, when we got, when they got there, they let me have it. Like I was like, I kept telling myself, this has something to do with you. They are projecting. It has nothing to do with you. But at the same time, it's like, you're not just going to sit here and continuously disrespect me. Like, I'm a human being, sir. Um, so I'm doing what I can. I'm working as fast as I can. I'm trying to like, you know, this, this patient's on a stretcher. So you're pushing a stretcher through the roof safely, um, then getting them all the way down and getting them to the room. And when we got to the ER floor, there was just so much commotion. There was like so many patients coming in at the same time. There was multiple traumas. And I'm trying to like maneuver my way. This nurse, I kid you not, turns around and yells at me like, can you just like, like hurry up? And I'm like, whoa. And everyone like looks around and like stares at the, the sky and stares at me. And it's like, dude, what? Like, what? And I didn't say anything at the time because I truly was just like, I need to get this patient in this trauma room and I can't, I can't like just leave this patient in the hallway. Like, okay, you deal with it. If you want to act up, you just deal with it. I couldn't do that. So I took the patient in the room. I'm near tears. Like this is like my first, I think six months possibly in the ER. So I'm not used to getting yelled at. I'm not, I'm not used to any of it. Um, it's still very new to me. And so that really hurt me so much because like I'm already under a lot of stress. Um, on top of that, like it's a really, really chaotic night. There's it's really busy. Whatever it is, you know, patients are just they're, they're just really like they're really coming for you. So it was a lot going on. And I was stressed. I was stressed. Like even though I love the ER, I was like, today is the day I'm quitting this job. I'm done. Like this is not worth it for me. Um my charge nurse comes to me because she saw what happened and she was like, Sophia, I'm sorry. Just, just, you can take a, take a minute if you need. So I walked out. I literally walked out of the ER and, um, I just, I think I started crying. Like, that's just how stressed I was because those situations are so high stress. Um, and I was going to, like, I was going to leave. I didn't want to go back in, but I had to tell myself, like, this is going to make you into a better professional um and don't let this one person ruin your day like this but when I tell you guys I was so so upset I was so upset because why would you talk to me like that but um I had to understand like the situation at hand as well um and I went back in I collected myself and I kept going forward but 
just because you love something and just because you're able to cope with something doesn't mean that it's an easy situation, okay? And so at the time, I didn't really have the best coping mechanisms, but that's an example of just a really chaotic day for me, you know? And so how do I deal with that? Like now, let's just say that was to happen to me right now. How would I deal with that? Or how would I deal with any other challenging stressor in my life? So using that as an example, how would I handle that now? Okay. I'm a very self-aware person, as I've said before, and I would recognize this person is projecting. Okay. Generally, people that work in the ER understand that they're in a space that is chaotic. So they try not to do things like this from my experience, but I mean, stress is stress. And like I said, something had already happened in the flight where they messed up. And so they were just 100% projecting onto me. That was later explained, but still, you know, it's, I understand. I look at the situation at hand. All right. This, this has something to do with me. This person is not mad directly at me. They're mad at a situation that happened and I am just in the crossfire. So first making myself aware of the bigger picture here. Okay. Second, understanding that we're all trying to achieve the same goal. So it's not about me. Okay. Understanding that this, this person's characteristics has something to do with me as a human being. I am not bad at my job. I am doing everything in my power to do what I can. I am very much educated and I'm equipped to do what I'm doing at that moment. Period. So validating myself like, girl, you did nothing wrong in the situation. That's two. Also, looking at it like, okay, whatever response that I'm going to have, where am I coming from? Am I coming from a place of anger? Is that the type of person that I want to be? I want to be an angry person. I want to be um, a reactive person. Is that what I want? No, it's not. So stepping outside and, you know, letting it all out, that was, that was smart. Um, that was a good thing to do. So that's typically how I handle a situation um, that's happening in real time, okay? Now, let's just say in a different scenario, um, I've been suppressing for months. Uh, maybe something happened. I'm not dealing with it um, because of things that I spoke about in episode four, you know, like not wanting to feel those feelings of something that's sad. Um, like, for example, I had a friend call me this week and they told me how they had just ended a relationship with their girlfriend. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I can't imagine how you feel. Um, I mean, I can, but not personally how you feel. It's just, I'm like, just sit with your feelings though. Feel them. They're valid. You know, you're, you're upset for a reason. You care about this person and now they want to leave you. Like, that's the reason to be sad. And he, I, I kid you not, he was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and I just, I was like, Why? They're like, because it doesn't feel good. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't feel good. But you also don't want to suppress those emotions because they're going to come out when you least expect them to. When you're sitting here doing you live in life and then these emotions are going to interrupt whatever you have going on because you've never dealt with it. But he's just not in a space right now where he's OK with doing that. And even though I personally wouldn't make that decision, I understood because I get it. it. It's an uncomfortable feeling. So let's just say 
you know, let's use that scenario. You've just been, it's been festering for months. You think you're fine. Everything is okay. Um, But then you find yourself at your home, not wanting to leave, not wanting to do anything, just in a terrible funk. And you're like, what's going on? Like, life is great. Life is good. You know, why? Why am I upset? And you don't really understand what's going on. And so then you might start. So then this is where you have a choice. Okay. You can choose to figure it out or you can choose to ignore it and continuing to suppress and allow these things to fester because obviously you're feeling type of way for a reason, but there's obviously a reason as well to why you're not wanting to deal with it. So in my scenario, coping mechanisms that I would use and things that I generally ask myself is, okay, have you even hydrated today? Okay, there's like typically four things I go to right away. I'm like, Sophie, have you hydrated today? Is there like, are you are you good? Are you operating from a space of dehydration? Just something as simple as drinking water can make all the difference. Number two, have you ate anything of substance? Not just ate. Have you ate anything with substance, anything with nutritional value? Because you can eat whatever you want. You can eat a bag of chips, some Sour Patch Kids and a large Coke and call it a day. But that's not something of substance. And so your body can't do anything with those, with those um, food items. So that's number two that I usually ask. Number three is, have I gotten any adequate rest? Not just sleep, but rest. And the number four, um, this might seem odd, but have you showered today? Sometimes your body itself just needs to reset. So have you showered? Have you done any of those things? And so I typically go to those four, just making sure I'm taking care of my basic human needs. And typically, I kid you not, when I'm in that funk or whatever you want to call it, when I feel a a certain type of way, um, I'm just down and bad and whatever, typically... I'm not doing at least one of those things. I didn't hydrate. I didn't eat something of substance. Or, you know, I didn't sleep well. Just in and out of sleep, in and out of sleep because I'm just so stressed. And so I'm already not meeting my basic human needs. So everything else is going to be a lot more challenging to even think about. Why am I sad? I don't care if I'm, I I don't want to think about that right now. I'm dehydrated. (laughs) I know that's so funny to me. (laughs) Because really, sometimes it's just something as simple as you need to hydrate. You you need to go and hydrate. And we can take it a step further and say you need to hydrate with like some good water. Like don't just put anything in your body. Like, come on, like work. Give your body something to work with. Um, But yeah, there's been times where I would just sit there and I would just start cracking up while, you know, being sad. Like, girl, you over here just dehydrated and sad. (laughs) So um, once I I check off those boxes and I make sure that I showed up for my basic human needs, then take it a step further and ask myself, okay, have you like do things that make you happy? That's the next portion of it. If I did all those four things and I still feel a type of way, generally I don't. Generally I feel good, but I still feel a type of way. Then that's when I'm like, okay, we need a date night. 
We need a date night where we get cute or we don't get cute. You know, we could just put some sweats on, some leggings and a t-shirt and go and eat something that you love. You love Eggs Benedict. Let's go get our favorite Eggs Benedict down at the restaurant over here. Or you love the beach. Why don't we go to the beach tomorrow morning or even today? You don't have to get onto the beach. Just go stare at it. It's gorgeous. You know what I mean? Or what's something else that I do? I, I think... Am I holding on to any tension? Like your body holds on to tension. So I'm like, okay, when's the last time I got a massage? Can I afford to get a massage right now? And I place myself, like I have a um, self-care budget. And I'll get into that in a different episode. But I put aside a specific amount of money every month to make sure no matter what, I'm consistently taking care of my physical body. So I'm like, okay, let's, let's schedule a 90-minute deep tissue, full body Swedish <laughs> massage. <laughs> Very particular. I don't do nothing else. And once I've done that, like I'm telling you, I've never left a massage sad in my life. I've never left a massage like, wow, I don't feel better. And I'm, and I'm always amazed at how much tension I am holding. Okay, so that's another thing. If I'm doing all these things and I'm still like finding myself back into that cycle of just feeling a type of way, feeling sad, feeling depressed, feeling a whole bunch of anxiety, whatever it is. I'm like, okay, maybe we need a break. Okay. Because the things that we generally do that make us happy, it's not cutting it right now. So then I plan to take myself on a trip and yes, I solo travel. I love it. It's amazing. I highly recommend it. Um, I just recently went to Mexico in August and Quite literally, I thought I was going to do a lot more on that trip, but I found myself sleeping a lot, just sleeping. And I just had the, the balcony door cracked open a little bit, listen to the birds, listen to the waves and just sleep. And that's what I needed. And, and at first I was kind of upset with myself, like you spent all this money to come here and sleep. But I was like, no, 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 have compassion for yourself, Sophia, because you obviously needed it. You obviously needed this rest. So here it is. So I really, really trial and error, see what works, see what doesn't work. Also yoga. I love yoga. Every time I leave, I feel incredible. So I keep filling my cup with things that I love. And then also therapy. Therapy is something else that I do. And it's just an amazing thing. Like generally, I'm telling you, after the four basic needs, I'm I'm fine. But then when I take it a step further and you know, do a few of the other things that I mentioned, I feel like I'm on top of the world. No one can stop me. And so I put that into my life consistently and I make it a priority. I budget it because these things aren't always, you know, these things are not cheap. These things are not cheap. So if you don't see the value of paying some money to take care of yourself, you're not going to do it. You're going to find other things that are more important. But trust me, I am a believer of you will make time for what's important to you. I don't care what it is. You will make time if, if you care about it. But if you don't, then you're not going to. Simple as that. That's what I believe. So those are some coping mechanisms that I use to help me get through, you know, feeling stuck or feeling stagnant, feeling... As if like something is just wrong or I'm having like an unusual amount of anxiety. Um, I take a look at everything. 
another really um another amazing thing that I also do is I really pay attention to who's around me because that also makes a difference. You know, you can't constantly have people calling you, spilling, you know, their low vibrational energy, you know, talking about somebody else or you know, you're at work and your coworkers are making your life a living hell because who knows? People just do things. Like sometimes it really does come down to who are you around and what energies are you accepting? Being very clear and being very intentional about what's going on in your life. And the space that I'm in right now, I want to make it very clear that it's, it's, I'm in a very intentional space. I didn't just end up in Alaska. I didn't just end up with this job. I didn't just end up with any of these things. I intentionally made it very clear to whoever needed to know, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to accept. This is how I'm going to go about it. Nothing less. And I set that standard. And if you did not meet me there, I wasn't even, I'm, I'm not even going to pay attention to this email. Don't even disrespect me like that. Because you know what it is. You know what it is. So those are things that help me. This episode's a, little, a bit longer. You know, I just, I wanted to talk to you guys for a little bit. Um, and so if you ever feel like you're in a space where you may not know what's going on, try what I do. See if it works for you. Make sure that your four basic needs are met and that you're choosing healthy coping mechanisms. The things that I'm choosing, those are healthy. Okay, some negative coping mechanisms would be going to the bar and getting very intoxicated to try to figure your problems. Your problems are going to be gone maybe for that, that night, but they're going to show up all tomorrow. And there's no guarantee they're going to be gone. You're just suppressing them. You're distracting yourself. Or what's another unhealthy coping mechanism? I would say ignoring it or talking to someone about their problems just so you can forget about your own. Um, things like that. Like those are very unhealthy coping mechanisms. You can choose to do them, but it, it usually doesn't take you anywhere. And you typically find out the hard way that it doesn't take you anywhere. So try these coping mechanisms out. I'm going to add a question on Spotify for those that want to engage um, to tell me what coping mechanisms you personally use in your life that have helped you. And maybe I can use some of the things that you've used. And, you know, we can just go through this journey together and see how we can be better human beings and better versions of ourselves and get closer to the things that are meant for us instead of dwelling on things that don't serve us anymore. So, yeah, that's that's what I do. And I really, really hope this helped. So I'm going to end this episode like I do the rest by saying I love you. You are an, you are an incredible human being in your own way, whatever way that is. You are an incredible human being. You are meant to be here. You are meant to take up space. Whatever you want and desire in this life wants and desires you too. Everything that you need is already within you. You don't have to go searching for whatever you think that you need because it's already inside of you. So love on yourself and give yourself the opportunity to find out what the best version of you looks like. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I will talk to you guys on Sunday. Bye.